Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. I'm Tony Crisp, and this is podcast number 29. Now, in the last three podcasts, we have been looking at arrows of the adversary out of 1 Peter chapter 5. And arrows are those things that our enemy, the devil, casts at us. As a matter of fact, Satan's name is slander, diabolos. When the Bible talks about the devil, it is talking about our adversary and the one who slanders us. The word adversary, by the way, is the word for a prosecuting attorney, one who is constantly accusing us, one who leads us down a path and then accuses us for going down the path that he led us. He tempts us into sin. He tempts us into sin and shows us how wonderful it would be, how great it would be, and how exciting it would be. And then the moment we fall for his temptation, He accuses us and says, how could you do that after God's been so good to you? And he rides us down with guilt. And so he is our prosecuting attorney. He is continually coming after us. And in the next podcast, I will deal with how we have a defense attorney that stands against our adversary. But the Bible says you and I are to fight against him, and his name is Diabolos. It is translated devil. Diabolos is a compound word, dia, which means through. Diameter is the measurement through something. What is the distance through something? Diameter. The second word is bolos, which comes from the word balo, which means to throw or to cast as you would cast a javelin or throw a spear. And so the word diabolos is the word which could be translated the one who spears us the one who seeks to run us through with a javelin, the one who wants to destroy us. He is our adversary. He is our accuser. And so he is always after us. We have to continually look to the Lord against our adversary, the devil, because he has certain things that he gets us with over and over again. The first one is arrogance, pride, seeking our will above God's will. The second one we discussed in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7 is anxiety. I cannot tell you over the years how many that God has freed from anxiety and worry. The two go hand in hand together. That sense of nervousness that you're going to lose something, that things are going to go wrong. It's almost like that syndrome of waiting for the next shoe to fall. And there's always someone in the crowd that is a warrior or filled with anxiety. In a great time of joy, they will always say, but remember, it won't always be like this. Now, part of that is good and wise. And our Jewish friends even do that at a wedding because when they are under the chuppah and they have exchanged vows and the wedding ceremony is finished, it's not finished until they take a beautiful crystal glass and break it under their heel to remember that every day will not be like this joyous day, but there will be times of breaking and sorrow in the future. Anxiety is part of life, but the Christian can overcome it by trusting in the Lord and living an attitude of gratitude. Now, the last era that I want to talk about in these podcasts is the era of apathy. 
in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8, Peter said, be sober, wake up, you're dozing off, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is walking about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, resist him, steadfast in the faith. Now the word be sober means to wake up. That means wake up spiritually, wake up mentally, wake up emotionally, wake up physically. Apathy is the word pathos, that is, that which is passion within us, and an alpha privative, an A on the front of it. Ah, pathos, meaning no passion. We've all been through times in our lives when we're not passionate about anything. And that's very sad because God made us passionate souls and beings. Man and woman and children are designed to be passionate. Now, that passion has to come under control, but the thing we have to watch out about is not just controlling our passion, but not having any passion at all about something. Apathy is not caring. It's the idea of just saying, well, que sera, whatever will be, will be, and I can't do anything about it, and so what we do is we get lazy. You see, apathy is nothing more than spiritual, mental, emotional, and yes, even physical laziness. And laziness can only, only be conquered through depriving one of food. You see, that's why the illustration of the lazy man is illustrated through the sloth. Do you know the only time a sloth moves is when it has to have food? Why is it that Jesus assumed his children would fast? He didn't say, if you pray, or if you fast. He said, when you pray and when you fast. What happens when you fast? You concentrate, not on digesting food, but you concentrate on whatever it is that you focus on. Your mental acuity becomes greater. Your mental clarity and emotional clarity becomes greater. You become attuned to the Spirit. And if it's the right Spirit, if it's the Holy Spirit, and it's the child of God that is fasting and praying, What it does is enable us to be spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically alert. It will cause us to do things that we didn't have the power to do before. And so fasting has its own built-in shield against apathy. And so he said, be sober, be clear-headed. No wonder the disciples were passing out in sleep When they were in the garden, they had just eaten a big Passover meal. I have great sympathy for them, but the Lord Jesus was going through the uh, most agonizing time of his earthly life, and he needed them to pray. He asked them to pray, but, but they were consumed with food, whereas the antidote would be to fast or to at least not indulge oneself. So be sober, be vigilant. If you're having a hard time concentrating on spiritual things, why not spend some regular time fasting? Do it each week or each day if you need to for a period of time. There's all different kinds of fasts that we'll cover in a different podcast, but the arrows of the adversary have to be dealt with. They are arrogance, anxiety, and apathy. When we humble ourselves, when we choose to be intentional in staying low, and walking with God, and choosing God's way, we overcome arrogance. When we cast all our care upon Him, and we put those troubles and sorrows behind us, then God promises us that He cares for us. And apathy will be sober, be clear-headed, be vigilant, and do whatever you have to do 
to resist the enemy. We're on the way with Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at tonycrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at tonycrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.